we're going to be talking about the seven trumpets uh, that are going to be sounding. And uh, I've entitled this, this lesson, The Seven Trumpets, Announcement of Disaster. Announcement of Disaster. Uh, this world does not know what it's up against. Many people don't have a clue. A lot of people in the church don't have a clue what's, what's going to take place and transpire. Um, a lot of things are going to be happening uh, to pull in uh, the, uh, the remnant of, the, of Israel. We know that. But uh, there's some things that's happening. It's, it's going to happen to get the church lined up with the church. Amen. Uh, people's got to get a hunger and a thirst for God again. And a lot of folks don't have that. Amen. And we, we need that hunger and thirst. But now, as we go through here tonight, what I asked uh, um, as I go through this, let me get to a point that I'll, uh, I feel like we've got time to get to, then I'll uh, open up for if, if anybody's got any questions or uh, wants to make any comments then. Uh, really don't want the um, questions and the comments being on the part where they're recording. But uh, in the book of Revelation, the 8th chapter, uh, beginning at verse 6, it said, So the seven angels who had the seven trumpets prepared themselves to sound. Uh, back in the early days uh, in, in the Bible and, and times, Trumpets was used more for making announcements than for playing of music. Uh, the nation of Israel, if you follow um, uh, Israel, uh, uh, God had had them, the Levites, to, to blow the shofar and, and uh, uh, the trumpets and all of these things uh, to, uh, to call assembly together uh, of, of people. And uh, different ones was played when they well, blowed when they want, wanted everybody to come, and then when they just wanted the uh, elders and the leadership, uh, they uh, they knew uh, uh, by the sound of the trumpet who who was being called, and so uh, trumpets were that was how that they announced things. There's something uh, going on, something you need to take notice of. And so when it said the seven angels who had the seven trumpets prepared themselves to sound, the first angel sounded, and hail and fire followed, mingled with blood, and they were thrown to the earth, and a third of the trees were burned up, and all green grass was burned up. Then the second angel sounded. And something like a great mountain burning with fire was thrown into the sea. And a third of the sea became blood. And a third of the living creatures in the sea died. And a third of the ships were destroyed. Then the third angel sounded. And a great star fell from heaven burning like a torch. And it fell on a third of the rivers and of the springs of water. The name of the star is Wormwood. A third of the waters became wormwood, and men died from the water because it was made bitter. Then the fourth angel sounded, and a third of the sun was struck, a third of the moon, and a third of the stars, so that a third of them were darkened. 
a third of the day did not shine, likewise the night. And I looked and I heard an angel flying through the midst of heaven with a loud voice. Woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth because of the remaining blast of the trumpet of the three angels who are about to sound. Now, at the close of last week's lesson when we were uh, finishing up on the seals and we, we talked about the... Uh, the 144,000 that were sealed. Somebody asked the question, uh, well, why were they sealed? What, what you are reading here uh, in the scriptures uh, is why uh, that remnant of Israel, that 144,000, is going to be sealed because God is putting a protection upon them right before all of this stuff begins to take place. Church, can I tell you, uh, judgment day is coming. Payday is coming to this earth. Amen. Uh, you know, the Bible says there's nothing done in secret that shall not be revealed. Hallelujah. He said that thing that, that's, that's been whispered in the secret... Amen, Brother James, she's going to be shouted from the rooftop. Amen. And uh, when this thing begins to unfold and begin to happen, now we've, we've been uh, hearing about it and we've been talking about it and ministers have been preaching about it for many years, but when this stuff starts to unfold, it's going to come one right after the, the other. Now, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about the first about these uh, these first uh, the first four, and that's probably as far as I will be able to get tonight. And let me say this uh, uh, before I, I, I get in get into this um, these uh, symbolic things and these uh, that uh, uh, that was written by John. Uh, I, I want you to. Just try to imagine yourself as this man lived over 2,000 years ago. He did his best to describe what he saw in the vision. Now, there are things that God showed him that was going to be in this day, in this hour, in which the man, he didn't, he didn't know. I mean, you stop, uh, you stop, stop and think. Somebody had never seen uh, seen, a, seen a, uh, an automobile before. I, I read a um, uh, a story when uh, uh, World War One was going on, and uh, when uh, the Russians uh, went down, there was a man. Where I got this, there was a man preaching the message. I was at a uh, at a conference, and this is many years ago. I don't remember what the conference was. I don't remember who the brother was preaching. But uh, we got we got some that maybe remember. I, now, when I was a child, I remember living in several of the houses that when you go into go into the room, there was one cord hanging down from the center of the ceiling with a bulb, you know, and that was the light, you know, of the house. Well, uh, when the Russian soldiers began to come out of Russia uh, down in some of those uh, countries of Europe uh, fighting battle. At that time, uh, uh, there were uh, 99% of Russians 
didn't have electricity. They didn't know what electricity was. And the story goes where the, uh, you know, the Russian went into that one house and he saw, he saw that cord hanging down from the ceiling and this bulb shining bright. And, man, that was, that was a novelty to him. All he'd ever known was oil lamps and candles. And uh, he pulled out, pulled out his knife. He cut the, cut the wire, took it back with him. And when the war was over, he got it to his house. And said, and he said he tried to tie it up there, but, and they stood, but it never would come on. He couldn't figure out why. You know, I mean, you got to get connected to the source, amen? Hallelujah. The preacher that told that story, he was talking about how we need to get connected to the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. we got to get connected to it. But, you know, what, what, what I'm saying, uh, uh, what I'm saying uh, God gave John, opened up the revelation, and he saw things. There's no way in the world he could even have a clue Oh, and he, uh, what, what it was, some of the things was he saw, and he described what he saw as best that he can. Now, what I'm, what I'm doing as I go through this tonight is just giving you some food for thought. I'm not, I'm not telling you uh, my interpretation of every one of these things uh, is, is in, in, in line because you're not going to be able to go in Scripture nowhere else and find anything else uh, uh, to uh, uh, connect with these, these uh, this is straight prophecy. This is straight out uh, the vision that God gave John and how he, I, how he wrote it down. Uh, and, I mean, I'm not going to get up in, uh, with any kind of debate with anybody because I'll be, I'm glad to listen to anybody. But what I'm trying to do is to get you kind of thinking about what some of these things could mean. Uh, and uh, uh, that, that's going to be taking place. So the seven trumpets are imminently forthcoming and cover a maximum time period of 1,290 days, which coincides, uh, coincides with Daniel's prophes- prophecy. Uh, that is basically three and a half years, the, uh, uh, the last three and a half years, of the seven-year tribulation period. If you'll notice, I got the scripture of Daniel down there, chapter 12, verses 9 through 11. And he said, Go your way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed to the time of the end. Many shall be purified, made white, refined, but the wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. And from the time that the daily sacrifice is taken away and the abomination of desolation is set up, there shall be 1,290 days. Um, kind of like what we was talking about last week uh, after uh, the Antichrist system takes over uh, and uh, he gets power control and he's going to obtain it by flattery. Uh, they're going to hand him all... Uh, uh, all the rule and give everything uh, over to that system and that, and that kingdom. Then he's going to step in. He's going to set himself up as God. And uh, power, in the book of Re- another place in Revelation said, is to, he had power to continue for 42 months. All this coincides, comes right in together with the three and a half year time period. Now, on page, uh, the back page of that, 
uh, it says the first four trumpet events are warning, punitive events sent from God. These coming judgment will forever change life as we know it. Now, think about the scripture that we read when these trumpets started blowing as I read down through here. Every infrastructure created by man worldwide, banking, economics, communications, manufacturing, travel, shipping, etc., will be fatally wounded. Let me, uh, something I'll add right here that um, we got a lot of scientists right now that's concerned about. Uh, while some people are worried about maybe some of, some of an enemy dropping an atomic bomb on us, let me tell you something. Our power grid in this, in this country is very fragile. I was reading uh, uh, just a, a, a few weeks back uh, that uh, a man who had studied uh, the power grid across our nation and he says all that a terrorist or, or somebody could do, and, and it wouldn't take very much at all to knock out that. And said if the power grid in this nation was knocked out to where there was no electricity across our nation, he predicted that within six months there would be several hundred thousand people dead just by the lack of electricity. You think of, you think of the millions of people who, who live in the cities and in the, the apartments and these tall buildings and condominiums. I mean, if the power grid is knocked out, this country will be in trouble, big trouble. And if it happens, well, he said that actually the, uh, the power grid in our country is so fragile that the right kind of solar storm, a solar flare could come uh, from off the sun, and it could happen. It could happen that way. It don't have to come from something man does. Uh, here, here's one thing for sure, folks. There's nothing that man has created that's going to last. Hallelujah. There's nothing man-made going to last. You know, we've been hanging on to man-made stuff long enough. Hallelujah. It's going to get a lot of people in trouble. Hallelujah. Amen. So when these things begin to happen, uh, number three there in your handout there, a global earthquake, and we talked about this when we were studying the sixth seal, marks the commencement of the seven trumpets. This awesome earthquake will get the attention of the whole world. There's no parallel in history for an earthquake of this magnitude. The greatest of three global earthquakes occurs at the second coming, uh, and have uh, um, the scripture there in Revelation talk a little bit about some earthquakes. After the earthquake, the first trumpet. Okay, now here's in in my estimation, and uh, I want to break down these trumpets. The first trumpet event show indications of being global showers of burning hail, flaming meteorites, burning up one-third of the trees, and destroying most of the crops around the world. Millions of animals and people will be burnt alive. 
What did he say? I'm going to read that again in verse 7 of chapter 8. The first angel sounded, hail and fire. Now John, he saw, and what he described, what looked to him, uh, he said, hail and fire. Now, he said hail, but don't let's not literalize that because he's, he's trying to describe what he is seeing. He said, hail and fire mingled with blood. Okay, let's go back over. This is indication of global, worldwide meteorite showers, unprecedented like we've never seen. Burning up one-third of the trees, destroying most of the crops, millions of animals and people will be burned alive. I've got a good illustration already that's already happened last year in Russia. Uh, there is on YouTube. I tried to get them to put up that video, but something with our uh, computer, uh, they couldn't put it up. But go on YouTube and uh, type in uh, meteorite Russia. And last, last year, there was, a, there was a, a, a meteorite, a flaming ball that looked just exactly like what's being described here, went flying across the skies of Russia and exploded. And uh, uh, many people were burnt. Uh, buildings, uh, glasses, and 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 apartment complexes were all shattered, and uh, you know, trees was burned up and everything. Now that happened. Uh, I seen it. They showed it on the news when it happened last year. I remembered. That's how come I tried to look it back up. I was hoping to show it, but they couldn't get it. But now that that was one. Think about thousands of those things coming from all directions. You know, uh, there, uh, there is a, uh, an, a meteorite, an asteroid belt that circles the Earth between the uh, uh, Earth and the moon. And um, they're, they're there about by the millions. Uh, and they, they say that a couple of big ones, if they ever was to collide, they could break up into thousands of pieces and begin to rain uh, uh, fire upon the Earth. Now, so... This, this is just something to kind of give you an idea uh, uh, of what this could be when this first trumpet is blown and sounded. And, oh, man, when they, when they uh, start uh, uh, falling and, and, and they, uh, I seen, I seen a, a, an area where the trees was all burnt. I mean, just a, uh, a big, long area. And while, I mean, it was still in the sky. I mean, and it just... Uh, lit up everything, uh, and it, it looked it looked like an atomic bomb. Oh yeah, and what I read about that one that, that happened last year in Russia, he said the they said the force of that one was greater than twenty of the bombs that destroyed Hiroshima. Think about that, Amen. Think about it. Had more force and more power, Amen than 20 of those. All right, so the second trumpet's uh, uh, event could be a great volcanic eruption already been predicted by some scientists. Millions of people along 
the coast-affected nations will be drowned by the resulting tsunami as it radiates uh, away from the impact. And uh, looking back with the scripture on the, uh, the second angel, notice it said, "...in something like a great mountain burning with fire was thrown into the sea." Okay, something like a great mountain burning with fire was thrown into the sea. Uh, that's what John said. He saw, and he said it's, you know, I mean, he's trying to describe this event the best way he can. He said, I saw something like this great, great mountain. And the reason why I say it's very possible to be a great volcanic eruption uh, is what they've been waiting for from the Canary Islands. Has anybody heard about the about the situation going on in the Canary Islands? Anybody heard about that? Let me read something to you to tie together with this second trumpet. Scattered across the world's oceans are a handful of rare geological time bombs which once unleash, create an extraordinary phenomena, a gigantic tidal wave called a mega tsunami. These are able to cross oceans and ravage countries on the other side of the world. Um, the word tsunami uh, comes from a Japanese word means harbor wave. They are normally generated by offshore earthquakes um, uh, landslides underwater and undersea volcanic activity. Uh, they range from barely uh, to be seen to walls of water well over 300 feet high. Now, here's, here's the point here that I want, want you to get. Recently, scientists have realized that the next mega tsunami is likely to begin on one of the Canary Islands off the coast of North Africa, where if it happens, a wall of water will one day race across the entire Atlantic Ocean at the speed of an air jet liner and to devastate the total east coast of the United States covering the Caribbean and Brazil. Dr. Simon Day, who works uh, at uh, Benfield Gregg Hazard Research Center, University College in London, says that one flank, now this is it, now this, this tells me that this very well could be what John, John saw when he said something like a great mountain falling to the ocean. He said one flank of a massive volcano on the Isle of La Palma in the Canary Islands is unstable and could plunge into the ocean during the volcano's next eruption. What is that? A giant mountain falling into the ocean. If that, if that giant volcano was to erupt in the Canary Islands, it's so, it's so uh, unstable, they're predicting that millions and millions of tons of rock and dirt and earth I said half of that mountain will fall over into the ocean and it will create a tsunami wave that possibly could go as high as five and 600 feet, speeding across the Atlantic. 
You remember what happened in 2003, 2004 um, uh, in the Indian Ocean. If you remember, over 250,000 people were killed. That was an end-time sign. We ain't never seen that many people killed before in our lifetime. Amen through that tsunami. And so John says, he, when he heard the second trumpet, and he said, uh, he's, you know, something like a great mountain. Well, it could be. I'm just giving you some possibilities here of uh, what these things could be. At any event, folks, it's going to be bad. It's going to be terrible. The third trumpet event will be a great asteroid impacting somewhere on the earth. Enormous ground waves will destroy the current geological state of the earth in that region and large underground aquifers will become contaminated. Millions of people will die of drinking water from the toxic aquifers. And I, I, I did a little research and study on that. And um, all of our groundwater and the waters that we, we, uh, that we get our water, they go through these aquifers. If, 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 if this massive asteroid was to hit, they say that it will go in deep uh, uh, wherever the continent is that it hits, if it hits on a continent, and it will, it will, it will affect all the layers of rock and the sand and the stuff that normally act as filters to purify the water. And that's what he was talking about, calling wormwood and uh, bitter and many people will die from it. Uh, and so that's, uh, that's something that uh, 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 could, could very well happen. Uh, then the fourth trumpet. The fourth trumpet event is described as great darkness caused behalf by the impact of the asteroid from the third trumpet send, sending millions of tons of debris into the atmosphere around the earth. Darkness and uh, the pall of death will literally cover the earth. Millions will die of respiratory failure. Without any sunlight, crops will not be able to grow in the darkness. Temperatures will drop dramatically, sending many parts of the planet into another ice age. I was watching on... Uh, the I remember if it was the History Channel or what remember now uh, about a year ago, and uh, they were they were talking about you know we we just we just had a close flyby. How many heard about that? There was a no, we just we just had another very close uh, flyby of a six mile long asteroid that passed between the Earth and the Moon. Yeah, and uh, folks and they you know. Uh, think about that. And they say if one of these things, you know, uh, uh, was, was, was to hit, that, it, you know, uh, the explosion that, that it would bring and all that stuff would go up into the atmosphere and that would be what would block out the sun and all of that stuff. And um, I don't remember everything I heard them saying about that. But what, what I'm trying to tell you... Um, uh, as we're going through these seven trumpets, and I'm not going to take it any further than this fourth one tonight, um, they uh, there can very well be some other other explanations and answers to some of these things. 
But as, as I studied these out and, and looked at this, these things seem very, very feasible to me and uh, what, uh, what they could mean and what could happen. But, but here, here's the thing, uh, and, and this is what it, I, want, I want to leave with you tonight uh, above anything else. Things is not going to continue like they're continuing on planet Earth. The Bible says, as it was in the days of Sodom, so shall it be in the day of the Son of Man. Uh, you know, the other, I told you, I don't know if it was Sunday, I don't remember if it was Sunday or, or when, but here, that's, that's why, you know, that's why, folks, we got to be careful about some of this uh, new style religious worship that's going on. Contemporary gospel. One of the well-known ones could just just come out uh, and uh, claiming, you know, admitting she's a lesbian. She's done had several hit, and young people love her, and. She is mounting efforts, she says. Her main, I read what she said, that her goal, God is leading her to try to uh, uh, lead the evangelical church into the truth about gay marriage. You know. And I've been concerned for a long time. Um, apostolic people have been imitating charismatics too long. Hallelujah. Uh, there's a scripture in one of the minor prophets. Uh, this, this is something that just come to me. Uh, if I'd have thought about it, I, I wrote it down because I'd, li- I'd like for you to, to read it. Uh, but God said that he was go- the day was going to come that he was going to punish all those who leaped over the threshold. Uh, I don't remember uh, which. Um, it's, it was, it's in one of what we call the minor prophets. God said he was going to punish all those who leaped over the threshold. I, I did some study on that, and I found out something. Uh, how many remember when the ark of God was taken? Uh, and Eli died, fell over backwards and broke his neck, you know, and they stole the ark of God, and they took the ark and they set it up. I know Brother Jeff knows well the story. Set it up in the house of Dagon, you know. Uh, they got up the next morning, Dagon had fell over. They set Dagon back up again, and then uh, eventually uh, uh, Dagon fell, and... Um, I think what the palms of his hands was broken, whatever, and it was laying over on the threshold of the temple. And I found something very interesting about that, that the Philistines from that day, because of what happened to their God, they would not touch the threshold of the temple. From that, from that time it happened, when they went to enter in the temple, when they got to the doorway, they would jump over the threshold. And the writer that I was reading from said that the Israelite people saw the Philistines do that for years, and some of the Israelite people, when they went into their synagogues and stuff, 
started leaping over the threshold to go. They thought that they were doing something glorious. And God said, the days are going to come. I'm going to punish those leaping over the threshold. Let me tell you something. Just because all these other churches are doing something, you better be careful. Amen. Hallelujah. We better, we better, we better watch ourselves. Uh, and uh, as it was in the days of Sodom, so it is in, in the day of the Son of Man. Uh, this thing about uh, gay marriage uh, is, is, is one of the major things that's issuing in this end time that God is going to be bringing out judgment in the form of these trumpets and, and, and all these other things we're going to talk about a little bit later on because of the sin of man and we getting away from God. And, and the bad part about it is they... they they, they, they want to do their thing, but then they, 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 they want the church to pat them on the back and say it's all right. You know, they, well, you know, this, you know, uh, man, I, I, and there's, been, there's been several of them. Man, you know, I, I hated that uh, song Sister Darlene has sung for years, and man was a, uh, um, helped her through a lot of stuff. Uh, the song you probably heard, you know the song talking about the anchor holds, you know written uh, written by Ray Balls and uh, you know he he come out you know a few years ago and uh, he's gay and uh, uh, you know left his wife and his half grown kids and he's saying that God has given him a new ministry now. If it's God giving him a new ministry, it's, it's, it's the God that's spelled with the little G, not the big G. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. And folks, we've got to be careful. These, the, the day that we're talking about some of these judgments, they're soon to come. They're soon to come. Zephaniah. Yeah, I think that's it. Would you read that? Huh? Just, just the uh, King James. What is it? Let, let me t- give them uh, Zephaniah. Look, y'all up up top. Look up Zephaniah, one and nine, and put it on the screen, please. There it is. And and the same day, I will punish all those who leap over the threshold, who fill their master's house with violence and deceit. And when, when you study that out and study the history about it, that's when I found out that the Philistines quit stepping on the threshold ever since the time that Dagon fell over. And they would always leap, take a jump when they went into the temple. And because the Jews saw, saw them doing it, some of them started doing it as they was going into their synagogues and all that stuff. Uh, just, be, just because the church down the road says it's okay don't mean it's okay. Hallelujah. Uh, you know, we, we've, got, we've, got to, uh, uh, we've got to follow the leadership of the Holy Ghost and what the Lord says for the church. 